Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Philly Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, September the 16th. As we come to you, sadly, of Philly's loss yesterday. The Padres, though, later in the evening lose to the Diamondbacks. So with the Brewers off last night, you know, about as solid a night as it could have gone for the Phillies. They stay two and a half games up on the Padres, four up on the Brewers. Again, there are 19 games to play. That actually means they're three and a half up on the Padres, five up on the Brewers with 19 to play. So still sitting in a really nice spot right now. Or the Phillies, even with the loss last night, heading into a massive, massive series against the Atlanta Braves. The Braves entered this series one game behind the Mets in the division. Now they are two games down in the wing column, same amount of losses. So not only do the Phillies have a chance to go in and secure a playoff spot for themselves, but to kind of knock the Braves out of first place. And look, as far as it goes, as the way this shakes out, assuming things play out and look, the Braves, uh, excuse me, the Padres could still pass. Well, obviously the Brewers could too. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but you're feeling pretty good about it. But um, assuming the Phillies stay where they are in the second wild card spot, they will obviously be playing that first wild card spot. And, you know, as much as, um, you know, it would be incredibly fun to have a series against the Mets, uh, like super cool in on it. What a good idea. Be fun. We don't want to play the Mets, right? I mean, let's be honest. It's the one team, the one team that the Phillies have just not been able to handle. So, you know, let's hope it's the Braves and the Phillies can help secure that by beating the Braves and letting the Mets win the division. Sickening sentence to say, but it is what it is. Um, I think we'd rather play Braves, you know, as much as, uh, you know, Neither is super fun. Um, you know, I think now, now you could make the argument, hey, even though the Mets have had the Phillies number this year, the Braves won the World Series last year. So this is a group that for the most part, you know, obviously Acuna wasn't part of it last year. His hurt. Olsen wasn't here. But for the most part, it's a group of guys who you know how to go out and win playoff games. That is something to consider. Um, and the Mets, obviously, group has not. You know, obviously they have some dudes like Scherzer, obviously won a World Series and all that, but for the most part, that roster, you know, Francisco Lindor has played in playoff games, Marte, you know, recently with the Marlins played in playoff game, all that. Um, but for the most part, um, the Braves obviously far more playoff tested than the Mets, but I still think that if you had to choose, if we had to just close our eyes and snap our fingers and the end of the season comes and the Phillies are playing one of those teams, I think I think it's the Braves. I think you'd rather play the Braves 
you know, especially again, you know, even though they know how to win in September, look, it's tough to, to go to the World Series and then go back again. You know, it's just a, a long haul. It's not easy to play that much baseball. So, you know, I think the Phillies would have a, a slight advantage from that perspective, fresher, hungrier team coming into the playoffs. Obviously, the Mets will be quite hungry as well. What a big thing, though, you know, we, when you look at it, it's kind of interesting that, you know, in a way, even though the Mets and the Braves are both locks to make the playoffs while the Phillies technically are not, obviously they sit in a, in a nice spot to make it, but it is kind of interesting that the Phillies do have a bigger lead in what they're fighting for than the Mets do at what they're fighting for. And the, the Braves obviously coming from behind in that sense in that, look, it's a big advantage to, to win that division this year. You literally get a buy. It's the difference between having to win two or three in the first round. We're getting a buy. It is such a big thing this year that if you're the Mets and the Braves, you're going all out to get that buy. You have to, you have to fight for that buy. So, you know, depending on that, now, now, if the Phillies beat the Braves, it won't matter, and, and that's what we want, but it is interesting how this all shakes out with the Phillies facing the Braves, and then Mets and the Braves, and if the, you know, this versus that, and, and you know, them fighting till the end, maybe, who knows. Now, ultimately, let's hope the Phillies just handle the Braves, and, and they're just going to play the Braves, and that's how that would play out if they win enough games against the Braves over this next seven, assuming the Mets don't crater. It's likely the Phillies could knock the Braves out of the division race, Um it's going to be fascinating. There's so many tentacles and so many ways that this uh, can play out, obviously within you know the, the small amount of teams that can actually still make the playoffs. But um, it's going to be fascinating. With the schedule's coming up and how it works out. We'll look at it again a little bit later. Um, you know, Coming up this weekend, Phillies. Luckily, you know, as far as with Wheeler on the IL, you, know, you, you want Nola. Uh, you want Nola. You want Ranger. You want... I can't believe I'm going to say it. If you want Bailey Falter, those are the three guys you want starting this series if you could choose from the guys who are available to pitch. And lucky us, that's what's going to happen. So that's good. The Braves, similarly, they have Strider and, and Freed going. Odorizzi probably wouldn't pick him, but, you know, nice spot for the Braves too. But, but the Phillies getting the three guys you would want there. Speaking of, you know, what a big spot for Aaron Nola. You know, Nola coming off a really nice outing in his last one. Um, you know, trying to... to squelch those September, you know, demons, so to speak, that he has had over the last few years. What a massive start it'll be in Atlanta in a big game against the Braves. I'm very, very, very excited to see that. We'll get to the specific matchups and looking ahead to the weekend coming up a little bit later, but um, it's a big, big weekend for the Phils. Again, sitting four up on the Brewers, technically five, two and a half up, technically three and a half on the Padres. Um, it should be, um, it should be really exciting. We'll get to that up ahead. Let's, uh, Let's look at last night. Phillies do lose last night. You know, just kind of one of those games um, seems to happen against the Marlins uh, here and there. You know, same thing happened. Even worse loss in the last series. They take two or three and then two or three again from the Marlins. As the Phillies last night just unable to really get anything going. They go down early. Uh, one nothing in the third. Four nothing in the fourth. Uh, Syndergaard just didn't really have it. You know, kind of a classic Syndergaard start. Six innings, four runs. It feels like, yep. Just fine, average, you know, nothing special. Three strikeouts, six hits, one walk. He was fine. Bilotti pitched well. Coonrod gives up a run in an inning. Um, but, you know, really just not anything to get super worked up about. The Phillies fight back a little bit. Schwarber, his league-leading 38th homer of the season to make it uh, 4-1 at a certain point. And then Brandon Marsh did all he could. Uh, four hits for Marshy last night, came close to 
a cycle at a single. Uh, well, it started with a triple, but at a triple, a single, and a double in his first three at bats. Uh, had two chances to get the the cycle, didn't, but does go four for four on the night, or one chance to go for it. Does go four for four on the night. Um, really nice night, first four hit night of his career. Um, couple RBI there. Had one spot where he tripled the leadoff an inning. The Phillies couldn't score him. It was that kind of night. Um, ultimately, just not enough. And uh, you know it's going to happen again. You know you're you're not going to sweep every bad team. They did a nice job in general um, over these six. Really, for these nine games, you know, coming back from the West Coast trip, coming back to nine games against the Marlins and the Nationals, um, they did a really nice job. They went seven of nine. They went seven and two at home in those nine games, and it was such an important seven and two. And I know they lost last night, but the reason they're sitting here with the cushion they have is because after that brutal West Coast trip when they lost some ground, and thankfully the Brewers lost and the Padres lost too, they got lucky with that. But um, coming home and going seven and two in this home stand was just crucial it was just ma- i guess not seven to home stand seven and two against bad teams they were in miami um it was massive it was so 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 important for this team to do that and they did and they deserve credit because they've done that all year long every time we look at a series and say all right got to beat up on these bad teams because the tough stuff's coming or this or that they do it other than that one cub series they do it they've handled business and they they deserve a lot of credit for that again you know it's kind of been my rallying cry over the second half of the season uh you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, just beating bad teams. Nope. That's what they do. That's what they have to do. That's what good teams do. That's what we've asked them to do for years now. Credit. Tons and tons of credit. Winning teams beat bad teams. That's how you get in the playoffs. You don't get to 100 wins by beating up on good teams. You don't get to 90 wins by just beating up on good teams. And for what it's worth, again, really the only good team the Phillies have really struggled with consistently this season is the Mets. So... Um, heading into this last seven against the Braves, they're six and six against the Braves this season. You know, I mean that's unexpected with the Phils, right? I mean, when was the last time we saw them go uh, heading into this last series six and six against the Braves? It is, um, you know, uh, thrilling, unexpectedly exciting, and, and thrilling. It's uh, good. And how about what the Phillies have done against the Marlins this season? The dreaded Marlins. The Phillies went twelve and seven. Twelve and seven. Against the Marlins this season. Again, they're 6-6 six and six against Atlanta. But they've really handled business against bad teams. You know, um, their own three against the Cubs, 3-3 three and three against Arizona. But otherwise, 6-1 and one against Cincinnati. 5-2 and two against Colorado. 12-7 and seven against Miami. 4-2 and two against Milwaukee. Not a bad team. A good 2-1 against Oakland. 6-1 and one against Pittsburgh. So the Giants, the one you know bad team that's really handled them this year, them and the, the Rangers. The Rangers went 4-0 against them, if we remember. How about that? How weird is that? The Rangers have been horrible. Um, Giants 1-5 against. How about this against the Nationals with four games left? The Philadelphia Phillies this year against the Washington Nationals. 13-2! <laughs> Good. They should. Nationals have got 330 winning percentage. So that, that average is out. That's what it should be. Actually, they're a little above that, but still. Um, nice. Nice to see again. Um, just lots of credit for the Phillies. Lots of credit for the Phillies. I think they really deserve credit for, for handling business. They're 7-5 and five in September. You know, and obviously the toughest part of September is coming, but 7-5 and five in September, really wild when you look at the month by month of the Phillies. 11-11 April, and then the disastrous May, the end of the Girardi era, 10-18 and 18 in May, and then... 19 and 8 in June, 15 and 10 in July, 
18 and 11 in August, and now they're 7 and 5 in September, and that's how they've done it. 31 and 20 in the second half since the All-Star break. Just um, just getting the job done, you know, playing good baseball. And honestly, it hasn't been a lot of luck. They're 20 and 21 in run, one-run games. That, you know, is a stat that usually will be a little bit better for a playoff team. You usually will get a little more luck in those type of games. And under Rob Thompson, ready for this? Under Rob Thompson, the Philadelphia Phillies are 58 and 34 on the season. 58 and 34. 24 games over with Rob, with Topper. What an impressive, impressive job. I think Buck Showalter's probably going to win National League Manager of the Year, especially if the Mets can hang on and win the division. Um, and look, maybe he deserves it, but man, um, Rob Thompson deserves votes. He deserves votes. He has done a, a miraculous job here this season, really. And, and you know, I said from the beginning, like as soon as he got the job and they started winning a little bit, I, I've said the same thing over and over and over again. When people say, would you bring him back? Would you bring him? He's he the manager next year. And obviously we found out, you know, within these discussions of the course of the season that, you know, they had to, to wait um, till the offseason, um, interview minority candidates, do all that type of stuff, which they should. And, and again, you don't want to go in any hiring process saying this is our person and we're just kind of BSing our way through this. But I've always said if Thompson leads them to the playoffs, I'm bringing him back. That's my barometer. It was very simple for me. If they get to the playoffs, he is a lock to come back with me. If they don't, then we talk about it. But they're going to make the playoffs. That's at least what I believe. And and in that case, and considering the, the what we're just talking about, 58-34... How they've responded to this guy. I mean, it'd be kind of crazy. I think yeah, yeah, not to bring him back. I think you absolutely have to bring him back. Um, what a job. And again, the Phillies handling business. We'll look ahead to the weekend coming up in a little bit and take another quick look around the standings. Quick, I just wanted to mention, um, I mentioned it earlier, Schwerber, his uh, 38th home run of the season. The National League leader. Um you know, kind of waned a little bit. You know, at one point, Schwerber was on pace for 50, now a lot closer to 40, obviously. Um, but Schwerber is still out in front in the uh, National League. He is up on Austin Riley at 36, and then uh, Goldschmidt and Alonzo at 35. Mookie Betts right behind them at 34. That's the, uh, the top four right there for the home run in the National League. Goldschmidt, of course, having a... Um, Goldschmidt's the MVP um, of the National League, as far as I'm concerned, uh, pretty handily. Um, I mean, Goldschmidt has just been unbelievable. He's got a uh, a, a, a 10-16 OPS. Only Aaron Judge is better of qualified hitters in baseball. Um, again, 35 home runs on the season. Goldschmidt has an OBP uh, a, uh, OBP of 340. Excuse me, an OBP of 413 and a slugging of six. Oh, threes batting 324 on the season. Goldschmidt, a triple crown candidate. Um, I think he's the MVP. But Schwerber out in front. Him and Riley squaring off here uh, for this uh, potential to win the home run crown. A Philly has not won the National League home run crown since. Um, not that hard to guess it. I think you probably know. But since Ryan Howard in 2008 it was the last time a Phillies player won the National League home run crown. And Kyle Schwerber. Has a real chance to do it as he is out in front right now. Um, it'd be pretty neat. You know, obviously, you know, the playoffs are all that matter, and that, that's just a fact, and it's true and all that. But, um, man, would it be cool to have a home run champ? You know, last year we get the MVP, which obviously even cooler. But um, it's been a while since we had the home run champ, and that's something that, you know, at least 
you know, um, it's kind of it kind of relates to the the pools thing right now, and you know, pools shooting for seven hundred and becoming fourth all time in home runs and all that, and um, you know, it is one of I think the shames of you know the steroid era and all that, and I you know, if you've listened to me, you know that I'm a big who knows who was taking them. They all were taking them. You know, I can't. Yeah, you know, I can only judge an era by its era and, and blah, 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 whatever. But I will say that, you know, it is a shame that that the numbers of the game have taken such a hit because of it, the importance of the numbers of the game. Like, you know, numbers used to matter growing up. When I was growing up, you know, whether it was 755 or 714 or 660 with Willie Mays, like, you know, obviously 61, 60, those, all that stuff mattered when it came to home runs and numbers in general, but really home runs, this stuff mattered the numbers, the history, the 500 home run club. Like I used to have a video of Mel Allen narrating the five, it was the 500 home run club. And they went through all the guys in the 500 home run club and Mel Ott and Willie McCovey and you know, that all those guys and Jimmy Fox and Harmon Killebrew and all the guys we don't talk about. Right. And that, that stuff, that stuff mattered, you know, the history of the game and the numbers of the game were so important growing up as a baseball fan again they still stick out in my head that Willie Mays was third all time and I knew the number 660 I mean you know it's been pushed down the list 660 Mike Schmidt 548 boom I won't forget that you know like these numbers are there they stick they matter and it's a shame that that you know it just doesn't have that same impact but you know he seeing if uh, Schwerbert you know 38 has a real chance to get over 40 wins the uh the Home run title, I just think it'd be neat. It'd be fun, and you know, it might not matter like it used to, but it would be fun. Um, speed on which, by the way, I just mentioned it, Goldschmidt, just to keep an eye on the potential triple crown chases again. I mean, think about it in our lifetime. Only once. Or my lifetime. Excuse me, that's unfair. There, there are probably people listening. Maybe people listening around for Yastrzemski in 69 or whatever, but um, Miggy, you know, it was 2012, I think. The only time it's ever happened in my life. You know, ever. Ever. And Goldschmidt right now is, uh, as we mentioned, third in home runs, 35. So he's three behind Schwerber, so within striking distance. He is second in RBI in the National League. He has 110. Pete Alonso has 112. Two back. And in batting average, he's second. Freeman's batting 329. He's batting 324. So Goldschmidt is second. In average, second in RBI, third in home runs. And in striking distance for all three, um, obviously odds are he won't get there. Um but uh, but pretty cool to see a season like this and see someone have a real chance. And I think the clear MVP, especially considering how great the Cardinals have been and them being a clear playoff team and all that. So um, what a season. Certainly deserves some some recognition, I would say. Um, all right, let's look at the standings. I'm going to look ahead this weekend. Um, as we you know kind of hurtle down the stretch here, we'll you know make the standings more of a priority as we go. Obviously, the Yankees still out in front in the AL East um, handily. Guardians lose a game last night, um, but still three up in that division. Looking solid right now, but that is the closest in the AL. Astros, 13 games up in their division. They win another last night and uh, have uh, now six and a half up on the Yankees um, for that that top seed in the National League. So something to keep, or the American League, something to keep an eye on. Dodgers uh, have clinched 98-44. That's over. Uh Cardinals on their way to clinching. They're seven and a half up on the Brewers and the Mets and Braves. One game apart, as we talked about before, the Braves are eight games up on the Phillies. The Mets are nine up on the Phillies. Really hotly contested. It's exciting. I mean, it really is a, a hotly contested race there, though the Phillies, um, you know, the, the Phillies on the outside of it. 
Uh, wild card. Looking ahead to the American League. Uh, Seattle, Toronto, and Tampa Bay still holding their spots uh, as we creep closer. It's looking like it could finish out without a lot of excitement or fanfare as the Orioles are four and a half games back of, of the Blue Jays now, or excuse me, of the Rays right now. Um, and the Rays are a half game back of the Mariners and the Blue Jays for those top spots. Um, so unlikely to be anything the Orioles can make happen over this last 19, 20 games for them with a uh, four and a half back. But, but you know, they're, they're in the same spot the Brewers are in, essentially. So it'll be fascinating to see. And look, the Mariners looking like they're going to make the playoffs. It'll be pretty cool again if... Uh, you know, the two longest streaks in baseball end the same season. You know, we know, obviously, the Phillies have the longest streak in the National League of not making the playoffs. And, you know, this is the 11th season. Um, the Mariners have the longest streak in baseball. You know, it's been since the early 2000s that the Mariners made the playoffs. It's been a really, really, really long time. They went out. They added this team, Luis Castillo, all that stuff. So, um, you know, shout out to the M's. I really hope they make it. Um, I have nothing against them. The only team that's ever been in the World Series. The only team in baseball. And obviously the Expos didn't, but the Nationals did. So, you know, same franchise. Only team in baseball to never make it to the World Series is Seattle Mariners. So, you know, go Ems. If it's not the Phils, go Ems. Um, I'm, I'm pulling for the Ems. I hope they can get it done this year. And again, if, if both those streaks get in, it'd be pretty cool. Again, the Phillies are two and a half up on the Padres. Uh, they're 80 and 63. The Padres are 78 and 66. So they are two and a half up, three in the loss column. Exactly what you want to see. And then the Brewers at 76 and 67 are uh, four back of the Phillies, four in the loss column. So four less wins, four, four more losses. And again, with uh, 19 games to play, a really nice spot. Four games, really five with the tiebreaker. Four with the, four in, in reality, but five with the tiebreaker, meaning again, that if the Phillies were to finish out 10 and 9, the Brewers have to go 15 and 4. To beat them, if the Phillies go nine and ten, they'd have to go fourteen and five. If the Phillies go eight and eleven, they'd have to go thirteen and six. So the Brewers would have to play some damn good baseball to pass them, no matter what. We'll quickly look at the Padres' schedule first this time, then we'll do the Brewers because the Brewers, you know, obviously in last, we've been going Brewers first. But the Padres lose last night four nothing to the Diamondbacks, get handled three more in Arizona tonight. Blake Snell against Madison Bumgarner. Tomorrow, Joe Musgrove versus Zach Gallon. Gallon's uh, uh, scoreless inning streak came to an end, but that's a great matchup. Two aces going up against each other. You got to like Gallon in that one. And then Darvish versus Nelson on Sunday. Darvish has pitched well lately for the Padres, but uh, a really nice win last night by the Diamondbacks. It's a big, big series. And then next week, next week, the Padres have to face St. Louis at home to start the week three straight on uh, off, after an off day on Monday. So the Padres, who are two and a half, really three and a half behind the Phillies. Now we go to the Brewers. The Brewers, again, um, are four back in the um, standings. That means five games back with 19 to play with the tiebreaker. Five back with 19 to play. And this weekend in easy, as they have the New York Yankees coming to town. And the pitching didn't line up great. They don't have Corbin Burns going. They got Hauser and Alexander in two of the three. So it's uh, Hauser, Adrian Hauser tonight against Frankie Montas. Montas a better pitcher. Fingers crossed on that one. Brandon Woodruff against Jamison Tyon on Saturday. Um, you know, Woodruff's their best pitcher, but still, Tyon's pretty good. And then Sunday, Jason Alexander, not the actor, the pitcher, versus Garrett Cole. Pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, did there? Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so the Phillies uh, in a nice spot here. The Brave uh, Brewers also start next week with the Mets, three against the Mets. So 
you know, while the Phillies do have this tough little stretch here, at least the Brewers also have a tough stretch comparatively, um, which is which is super important. And again, getting tough matchups against the Yankees this weekend. The Phillies head to Atlanta for three against the Braves. As we mentioned before, the Phillies do have the three guys you'd want right now in this game. It's going to go Suarez, Nola Falter. It's Suarez versus Max Fried tonight, a battle of lefties. Then tomorrow, I like this. Aaron Nola against Odorisi. Odorisi, the easiest Braves pitcher to fish this week. Face this weekend. Excuse me, they just played the fish. Um, easiest pitcher to face this weekend. And then on Sunday, um, it is Bailey Falter against Spencer Strider, who will win Rookie of the Year in the National League. It's been amazing. But yeah, Falter. I trust Bailey Falter in any spot, anywhere. How crazy is that? Next week, a big one, too, is uh, off day Monday and then Two at home versus Toronto, and then four straight at home against Nola, which is, or excuse me, against the uh, Phillies, which again, because of the way this works out, we're going to get Nolan Falter again in that Brave series. And Suarez, you'll get those three guys again to start basically the same lineup to start the Brave series. So things are shaking out well from a pitching perspective for the biggest series of the season. Coming up this weekend in Atlanta, and then after that next week, this is the biggest nine games of the season for the Phillies. It's time to, to close it out. A playoff spot is right there in front of them. They just got to grab it. Man, it's exciting. It's exciting. And Phillies, Phillies uh, will keep an eye on the Brewers and Yankees this weekend. We'll keep an eye on the Padres and D-backs this weekend. Hopefully the Phillies can handle business, and then none of it matters. Either way, whatever happens, we will be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.